0: Happy Monday, everybody. Good to see you. It's the start of a new week and uh, the start of a new week in the Word. My name is Tim Harris. This is Tim with Tim. Each day, Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock, we take about 10 minutes on YouTube, Facebook, uh, anywhere you find a podcast. Uh, We just go verse by verse through the Word of God and uh, have a really good time doing it. I love you guys so much. Thank you for uh, making me a part of your spiritual life, your Bible study time. Uh, you mean a lot to me, and I appreciate the chance to do this together. Uh, going verse by verse of the book of Isaiah right now. We're in Isaiah chapter 53 today. I love it. is one of the greatest gospel chapters in all the Bible, and it's sm- smack dab in the Middle of the Old Testament, and I love that. Sometimes, I've, I'll be honest, just I've scratched my head thinking about, you know, like, for example, the end of the gospel of Luke when uh, Jesus is with those two disciples, uh, it's after you know, Easter, um, and uh, they don't know about the resurrection yet, and so Jesus is with them walking down the road, but they don't know it's Jesus, and so uh, they're, they're whining and crying because you know, Jesus is dead. They don't know that he's with them, and so then the scripture says, then Jesus you know, stopped and he uh, went through all the scriptures and explained you know, how they applied to him. And again, we're talking about the Old Testament there. You know, when Paul, you know, broke open the scriptures and, and preached the gospel, it wasn't the book of Romans, you know, it was the Old Testament. And so sometimes I've wondered how, how do you preach the gospel from the Old Testament, you know, because it's abstract, you know, that doesn't ever say Jesus, there's no cross and resurrection. But when you read Isaiah chapter 53 you think, oh my goodness, this is the gospel. This is the gospel. And I mentioned last week in Acts chapter 8, when the Ethiopian eunuch is in his chariot reading the scriptures out loud, and he's reading Isaiah chapter 53, and he says, who's he talking about? And Philip says, he's talking about Jesus, all right? So Isaiah 53, the chapter we're reading today, I think is one of the greatest gospel chapters in all the scripture. It's talking about Jesus. Now, it picks right up. I mentioned to you on Friday, it picks up at the end of chapter 52. That's where the servant song begins. In chapter 52, verse 13. And uh, in that introduction to the song here, it says, uh, Many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. His appearance, you'd scarcely know he was a man. You'll startle the nations. Kings will stand speechless in his presence. You know, what? Uh, in other words, there's something startling, that there is something that will strike you dumb when you really begin to grasp who Jesus is and what he's done, you know, and this is how Isaiah begins the fourth servant song. Who, who's believed our message, he says. Remember last week, we're talking about how beautiful are the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, the message of salvation, and now next chapter, he's like, but who's going to believe the message? Because look at how it plays out, you know, and now it's the song of this suffering servant, that gospel salvation, that, that deliverance, that, you know, here comes your God, you know, and then this is how it looks, and nobody expected this. So, so the suffering servant, understand, he, he prospers, and, and, and that's the theme of all the songs, he prospers, God blesses him, but the, the, the path of his exaltation Leads through suffering and this appalling death. And and, and that's why it's like nobody expected that. Who's going to believe the message, Isaiah says, because the servant is the savior, but he saves us on this path of suffering. And as I said, this startling death. And, And this is the story of Isaiah chapter 53. It's just so beautiful. There's nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Understand, Jesus doesn't save us by some sort of, you know, a, a, attractive, you know, appearance or some sort of overwhelming power. That's not how he comes. And that's why in some ways it's so startling and confusing. You know, what, what, this is the Savior? Grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, you know. Um, so he was in the Lord's presence, which means he chose this. You know, he he chose to surrender, he chose obedience to this plan of God to save the world through the suffering and self-sacrifice of this servant. It's Jesus, right? Oh my goodness. Um, nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. Ah. Uh, Don't you love that? I mean, if he's going to be my savior, he's going to have to know something about sorrow. He's going to have to know something about grief. He grew up in the Lord's presence, you know, but at the same time, he becomes one of us. And so he knows, he knows, he knows what it is to be human. He knows what it is to be rejected. He knows what it is to have nobody care about him. He knows what it is to have people turn their backs, you know, he lives this completely faithful human life. He's the only innocent person ever to live. The only person you could truly call good, you know? I've known good people. I mean, I'm the pastor of Reuben Baptist Church, man. They're all good people here, you yeah. uh, know? Marie Smalling, for an example. Marie, if you're watching, I love you so much. Uh, Marie's one of the best ladies I know. She used to drive the church van way back in the day, and Uh, Kids were, you know, kids were mean, kids are kids, you know, and somebody one day took the fire extinguisher on the church van and sprayed the back of Marie's head. She's driving the van full of kids, and they spray the back of her head with the fire extinguisher you know, and all the kids were appalled. I mean, the other kids, cause it's like, I mean, they love I mean, Marie Smalling in their minds was a saint, you know, and I had a guy, he was an adult remembering that day. And he said, there's gotta be a special place in hell for anybody who'd do that to Marie Smalling. You know, it's just like, she's such a good lady. She's just such a good lady. And But you take the best person you've ever known. You take the the greatest woman, the greatest man. And you stand them up, and they still are not going to measure up to God's glorious standard revealed to us in Jesus. He's the only perfect human being, the only totally innocent person. So it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Verse 6, all of us like sheep, we've strayed away. We've all left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him. The sins of us all it was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. I'm telling you, that's amazing. That's a, it's a gospel in the Old Testament, you all. In the book of Leviticus, we read about the scapegoat. You know, on the day of atonement, you had the one lamb that, that would be sacrificed, you know, and bleed and die, you know, for the sake of the sins of the people. But then the scapegoat that the priest would lay his hands upon and, and, and confess the sins of the people, and then you just try to run him off, you know, just run him off. And supposedly the scapegoat would carry away the sins of the people. The lamb would die on the altar, you know, to pay the price, but the scapegoat would carry away the guilt, you know. Well, I'm just here to tell you, you know, the, the blood of lambs and goats cannot possibly atone for our sins. And for that matter, if you think a goat's going to carry off my guilt, I'm just here to tell you there ain't enough goats in the world. No, that that's not how we can be saved. It's right here in the Book of Isaiah. Before all of all of salvation history even plays out, the plan of salvation is 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 is, is described here. He was. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was whipped so we could be healed. The Lord laid on him the iniquities of us all. I mean, he is the one and the only one who can carry away your sin and carry away your guilt. God accepts his punishment in place of my punishment. God counts his death in the place of my death. Do you understand that? I mean, God... Let Jesus save me, save you. You know, so if you haven't, let me invite you, let him save you. I mean, this is the the gospel. Um, he was buried like a criminal, put in a rich man's grave, and, and then after his death, you know, he prospers. I mean, it's it's this foreshadowing of death, but but then something after his death, the resurrection. And because of this experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. I will allow him. He will bear all their sins. You know, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Uh, it, it's the servant song. It's the most amazing thing in all the scriptures. It's the gospel, you know, in in the book of Isaiah. Um, I love it so much, you know. So the Ethiopian eunuch rides along reading this passage out loud and says you know to Philip who's it about you know when Philip says oh that's Jesus that's about Jesus so if you don't understand the Isaiah chapter 53 won't you just understand it's about Jesus read it again and now you'll get it Uh, this is how God planned to save you from the very beginning and now Jesus is coming you can be saved if you call upon his name we'll pick up right here tomorrow chapter 54 and chapter 55 okay i've gone easy on you two days in a row i gave you short chapters but let's double up for tomorrow so tomorrow isaiah chapter 54 all the way through chapter 55 again it sounds like a lot it's not only 13 verses in chapter 55 so isaiah chapter 54 chapter 55 uh and god bless all of you guys it's monday y'all know it's my day off uh and so uh I'm gonna, I've been out of town, and last week was a booger bear. So I got so much going on today. But, but, but pray for me. I'll pray for you. I love you guys so much. And I'll meet you in the morning in the Word. Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 1010. I love you guys. Have a good Monday.